I'm Alex Delay, and this is Vision Vibes, the podcast bringing you the uplifting stories of inspiring people from all walks of life. The reality of modern life, especially for people who live in the city, is that most of us are disconnected from nature most of the time. We have at best a cursory understanding of the natural world. Even those who grow up surrounded by nature only experience a small part of the world's vast diversity. And for office workers like me, our only contact with nature is, you know, during the occasional hike or visit to the zoo. Actually, if I were to write a book right now containing everything I know about every animal and plant I can think of, it wouldn't be very long. And more importantly, it would only cover a tiny fraction of what is actually happening on our planet right now. Sometimes, we have to remind ourselves just how tiny the human individual perspective really is. Which is why one of my favorite forms of smart entertainment is wildlife documentaries. Today's guest is Gordon Buchanan, one of the world's leading wildlife filmmakers. We asked him how he got into making wildlife documentaries and why they're so important for us to watch. Wildlife documentaries have, I think, kind of driven people's connection and understanding of of the wild world and of, of other species because wildlife filmmaking started off as just moving postcards. This is a lion. This is what it looks like when it walks. This is a giraffe. There was nothing about the the behavior or the kind of nuanced behavior or the sort of the, the symbiotic relationships that some species have with, with others. So that's sort of has been driven by science, but I suppose been revealed by wildlife documentaries that, that people that can sit down and, and understand the complexities of, of the natural world um, through watching wildlife, wildlife documentaries. And I think the, the aim or the ambition would, always is, is if people care enough, they'll want to protect the natural world. So I think wildlife filmmaking has, has been instrumental in, in, you know, well, hopefully in helping save the planet and help protect species. Technology has has really revolutionized, well, it's revolutionized the whole world, but for wildlife filmmaking, it has made the impossible possible. So when I first started working, there were no thermal imaging cameras, there were no camera traps, there was no infrared. So you had film cameras that could work from sunrise to sunset, and that was that was it. And most of the interesting things that happen in the animal kingdom happen after dark. For all of the animals that lived in the rainforest, trying to film after dark was, well, it was impossible. So I think that's a one simple piece of equipment um, that has sort of made a big difference, was being able to film at night time. One family of animals that I've filmed a lot over the years are, are big cats. And the most, my most recent project is, is following lions in the Okavango Delta in Botswana. And we're using as much of the latest equipment as is available to us to, to document the lives of these, of these lions. And um, so of course we can film during daylight hours, but we've also got drones that we can film them from the air. We've got thermal imaging drones so we can film from the air at night time. We've got um, image intensifier cameras that we can film 
film these cats 24-7. So that is really the sort of ambition of the project, is to follow lions 24-7 and reveal, reveal as much of, of their lives as, as possible. I think animal communication, that's the next sort of great frontier in understanding animals and different species. Because I think with wildlife films, we can show how they look, we can show their behaviour. And as, as human beings, we, we're quite arrogant and think that we are, we are the kind of world's elite communicators. But for any animal that, you know, that, that spends part of its life with another member of its species, they have to communicate. And I think that's sort of, it's really interesting just to kind of try and even begin to understand how elephants communicate with each other, how killer whales communicate even recently with, with lions. I was watching them and you think, how can they all arrive within an hour of each other at one spot you know, having sort of been, you know, had the, the whole of the Okavango Delta to, um, to you know, to ramble about in. So I, that that does interest me, and um, yeah, it's, fasc it's fascinating. I've seen some of the documentaries Gordon has been involved in, and they are spectacular. After every viewing, I'm left with this lingering sense of awe. I think it's impossible for most people to really understand what it means to be part of a global ecosystem, like. We don't truly understand the wonders that the Earth has produced over so many millions of years. Wildlife documentaries offer us a glimpse into what makes our world so incredible. And over time, they also show us how our world is changing. For someone like Gordon, who travels so much and is so close to nature, you would think that those changes would be glaring and probably concerning. So we asked him what he thinks about the future of our planet. I first filmed Tigers in India in, in 1999. If you'd asked me back then if I thought in 2023 there would be tigers in the wild, I would have thought there wouldn't be because there was high levels of, of poaching, tigers living in these isolated pockets in, in national parks, no wildlife corridors for them to, to roam around. So their numbers had been going down for 100 years, all the way down, all the way down. But over the last 30, 40 years, their numbers have started to go up. So there are more tigers in the wild um, than there were in 1999 when I first saw them. So that is a, that is a, positive, a positive thing. I think when it comes to the future of our planet and, and other, other species, I think if you don't have hope, you know, we will lose everything and the future, our future on this planet will be far less certain. But I think it's amazing what small numbers of people, committed people can, can do, the big, the huge amount of change that, that individuals can, can make. So I find that really inspiring that you'll have one person or a small group of people that can you know transform wild places or turn the fortunes of wild animals around and this is obviously a, a, a career that's taken me all over the world to go to places that people you know beyond people's you know wildest dreams and i think for the first sort of half of my career it was very selfish as a, as a young man or as a teenager. As a, I'm getting to go, to go to Brazil, I'm getting to go to West Africa, I'm going to Venezuela, and and it, I'm sort of taking these experiences from the world, not thinking that I owe the natural world anything back. But as I've got older, I realise that I've, I do have a responsibility to protect 
the thing that has given me so much in in my life. Um, and if the programmes I'm involved in making, whether it's photographs that I take, whether it's peaking, speaking to people publicly, if, if you've got this opportunity to, to influence people in a positive way, I feel honour bound to, to do that, to kind of, yeah, help protect the planet for the generations, for the, the wildlife cameramen and women that, that sort of come after me. We've gotten used to thinking of our world in terms of how much damage we're doing to it. And don't get me wrong, we're doing plenty. Climate change, deforestation, unsustainable agriculture, large-scale mining, I mean, the list goes on. Humans are experts at destroying our only home in exchange for small, temporary improvements in our way of life. Yet, someone like Gordon, who spends so much time in the natural world, still manages to be optimistic. I found that very inspiring. It's tempting to think of the world in terms of what we can't and what we shouldn't do, especially when thinking of something like climate change. I personally think of all the things that I probably should stop doing. But Gordon gives us permission to think of what we can do. He reminds us that there are people out there doing great things right now to protect the Earth's natural wonders. And not only that, but with his beautiful images, he shows us just how much our one and only planet is worth protecting. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. This interview was originally broadcast by NHK World Japan on television as part of the interview series Direct Talk. You can find the transcript and all of our other stories on the Vision Vibes website. I've been Alex Delay. See you next time.